put it on a shirt, turn it to a show Just to show this ain't a joke I'm never gonna choke when I'm tying up the rope So here we fucking go It's time to get real gassed It's finally here at last It's the doom and gloom podcast It's finally here at last It's the doom and gloom podcast It's finally here at last Doom and gloom podcast It's finally here at last The doom and gloom podcast Yeah, we'll start now I might use some of the, the other bits But probably not, so Yeah, cool we get that awesome jingle. I love that grime jingle. <laughs> mm, it's so good. That's um, oh, it's, one those, nice. it's one of those moments where I absolutely love the internet because I'm I put on it. I was over a year ago now. I was like Instagram story. I was like, look, thinking about doing a podcast. Is there anyone that fancies doing some kind of like, literally just an intro and outro that kind of thing? Uh, and yeah, yeah, that yeah. guy. That guy just responded. He was like, yeah, I've, I've got you. I was like, all right, cool. I was thinking it <laughs> like was going to be terrible or something, and it's so good. Like I, I absolutely love it. Voice, that's class. So I love it. Yeah, it's it fits so well with the like as an intro to this podcast. It just it works so well. And yeah, I was literally lucky. That's why I love the internet for stuff like that, where <laughs> you can ask stuff. And the guy was like, "Yeah, no, I got it." And like within I don't know two or three days, he'd done that. And then yeah, nuts. Okay. So you're Jay. I am Jay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> The founder of Elsewhere. Elsewhere yeah, brand. founder, kind of one-man brand. Um, actually, from across your way, East Anglia, which no way. Where it is where unless, well, Cambridgeshire. So the main streets of rural Cambridgeshire. But unless ah. you're from East Anglia, no one really knows what it is and thinks it's like this Saxon thing or kind of an olden day settlement or something. But yeah, yeah I think it's it's, it's, it's getting there. known a bit more now, which is quite nice. Yeah, for sure. There's some cool spots, but yeah based in North London at the minute. So that's where I've started elsewhere last year. Um, yeah. So what was the, uh, what was kind of the reason? What's your, uh, what drove you to the point where you were like, you know what, I'm going to do this. I, I want to do this clothing brand thing. Well, I've been wanting to do it for like years and years. Like I used to live away. I lived away in Australia for like a year and a half and New Zealand for like three odd years. Um, so I've been doing a lot of traveling and seeing around the world. And during my time in Australia, that would have been well over 10 years ago now. I used to live in Brisbane and I used to go to this little like courtyard of shops that would just real cool little independent spots of people doing little boutique things like it'd be a sandwich shop or like arts and craftsy type stuff that people were doing. Uh, and there was a shop there run by just a couple of guys who were just a couple of regular folks who were just awesome, real nice guys. And they turns out they ran a brand called Wanderers. Um, which has got pretty mega now and just they were just stocking just all independent stuff from around Australia so there's another brand called Fallen Broken Street who did some wicked hats and yeah I just I'd had inklings doing it before but just to see some like regular guys starting and doing their own thing I just thought it was wicked um, so yeah that's where the seed was kind of planted about eight or ten odd years ago it's kind of been in and out of my mind ever since but then literally since lockdown like last year so lockdown v1 what was that like march time i was just yeah. doing some clearing out obviously having heaps of free time like everyone did clearing out under my bed and i literally found some notepads where i'd made like all these kind of preliminary plans kind of like name ideas design ideas like uh kind of early research into how you'd need to start up a brand and i just thought like why don't ever do that really um and then obviously Quite a few people had quite a lot of free time during the first lockdown. Yeah. Um, so I thought, you know, let's go for it. So just got on the internet, heaps and heaps of research and just 
trying to get stuck into it and yeah brought it to life really so yeah from march till it launched at the end of august so bank holiday weekend end of august 2020 coming into september so yeah i was kind of flat out with research and kind of design development and yeah come with like no real transferable skills or experience in how i'd be able to set this up or what i needed to do um so yeah i've managed to somehow do it completely well almost completely solo and yeah pretty stoked to be out there now i love that people do that though where you're like do you know what i really wanted to do this i don't know why but i just I've, I've wanted to do it for ages and then you just kind of yeah like you said you research stuff and you just take a punt and you just give give it a go and, and kind of see what happens yeah for sure well i think i'm almost happier that i mean there's a part of me that wishes i was doing it back in 2011 odd but i'm almost happier i didn't because of the way i've personally grown and the way the world's developed and i don't think if i'd have released something then it would have been what it is now have the message behind it has now um and yeah definitely wouldn't be taking the same route so having seen the world like spending three years in new zealand where just you sometimes just walk out your front door and you look up and it's just insane just insane landscapes and insane scenery i was living in queenstown for a couple of years and then wellington for a year and you just sometimes forget in the everyday every day just to kind of look up and take it in because it's just the world's nuts and it's just so ridiculously beautiful and having then traveled to here there and everywhere since then just taking different parts of the world with me and different cultures different experiences and trying to blend that into one thing that's kind of yeah inspiring this yeah brand yeah i think that's definitely lost with a lot of people the like how amazing the world is and it's uh, it's not on the same level but like i feel like it in the morning so when i wake up stupidly early it's pitch black it's like three in the morning as i'm getting into my car and there's yeah. just that just real calm like crispness to the air and like almost no sound and you, you can like look up and you see the stars and you're just like man you know what things aren't that bad like it's just really <laughs> yeah. nice, you know like to, to to feel that calm and i guess that's what you had when you were traveling to all these places and seeing how beautiful the world is yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, yeah, lockdown blew off a load of travel plans of mine on my own. Um, so I just thought, where well, haven't I been in the UK? And it turns out I haven't really been anywhere. So I was just kind of when I could or when the lockdowns allowed, just trying to day trip here, there and everywhere. And yeah, taking the country as well, because we've got some wicked scenery and landscapes and stuff around here, which, yeah, has allowed me to see. So I guess I'm grateful for that, but I would like to get back on a plane and head somewhere pretty soon. Somewhere, yeah. So was yeah. Australia the first place you went to then? Um, yeah, I'd done, well, <laughs> I'd done the like, you know, 16, 17 years old with your mates going to like Benidorm and Magaluf and stuff like that. And then soon realized that, yeah, I went, I went to Ibiza at like 20 and I was kind of like, yeah, this isn't for me. So I started, oh, where did I go? I went to uh budapest and prague and berlin and a few just european spots and just started to love it and then just i was kind of i went to uni in nottingham and stayed around there so i was working in a like live music venue and nightclub there for a few years seeing loads of like my favorite bands which was amazing but then just got the yeah the bug to go like do the backpacker thing and travel around the world um so yeah that took me out to australia and i lived there yeah about what, did, um, what did you study at uni uh, business. Ah, okay, that makes sense. Is that helping at all with your brand? Not really, to be honest. It <laughs> well, straight after uni, I'd applied to be do like marketing research projects for the uni I went to, and I'm 
delighted I didn't get it because I dread to think the kind of suit knobhead I'd be right now if I got the job. <laughs> so kind of yeah, going the opposite way and yeah, getting able to get out there and see the world a bit. Well, it, I guess it has helped a bit. But then, I mean, I work in bars and restaurants, and I've been doing that for yeah, for too long, twelve, thirteen years or something. So I guess the business side of that has probably all tweaked into it a little bit but yeah just try and take a little bit of something from everything really yeah that's cool so what you did australia was kind of the main the big one after all the like the little <laughs> yeah for years. sure i was out there for a while um was it a couple of years or yeah about a year and a half living in melbourne and brisbane so yeah this little shop that i was on about was just in uh in the city center in brisbane um and just seeing the guys do that just real cool stuff and then going to Melbourne where there's just a ridiculously good culture for art and music and any kind of thing you want to do really. Um, once the visa ran out there, it took me back. I just went quickly around Thailand and a couple of places and then got back home, moved back to the mean streets of rural Cambridgeshire and thought I can't <laughs> stay here. So yeah, got a New Zealand uh, working visa and headed over there and then managed to get a sponsorship through jobs and, end up staying there like three years um, and it got to the point of either stay there forever or come back. So I came back, which made sense at the time. And <laughs> I guess still does for sure, because I wouldn't have done any of the stuff I've done since. And yeah, it is lovely being back, but you do miss that kind of scenery landscape, kind of easier way of life because here we're kind of living on top of each other. I think the country's smaller than New Zealand, but there's four and a half million people there. There's 68 odd million people in the UK, which is kind of crazy, but yeah, I always wonder with things like that, like when you go somewhere and you're, you're like, oh, so much better here, it's really chilled and everything, but would you feel the same if you lived there? I know like New Zealand's probably different because it's like, it's probably like stunning and stuff, but I think the one that I had was when I, similar to you, when I went to like Holland when I was, I don't know, 19, 18, 19 or whatever, I was like, oh, it's so chilled, I absolutely love it here, it's the best thing in the world, I'm definitely moving here, but like, I wonder what would actually happen if I had moved there, would it be just uh, work, like life yeah, yeah i guess that's kind of the thing you'll miss the stuff from either place like i missed kind of seeing the family a lot of mates getting married having kids like having to wake up at four or five a.m every weekend to watch the football sucked in new zealand so mm -hmm. yeah coming back and being able to get involved in all that and watch the football and see the family and stuff is kind of i would have missed that if i was over there um but coming back then you kind of miss the other end of it so i guess it's win win lose lose really yeah, so was all your travel, was it filtered into kind of why your brand is, is like it is? Because I'm kind of, I'm reading the descriptions and it's like uh, sustainability and earth awareness and yeah. t-shirts. I guess from seeing different parts of the world, you kind of, do you, is that something that's spawned from it? Or Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, just seeing how crazy beautiful, beautiful the world can be and then, you watch one too many documentaries and you see what's going on in the world and what's happening to the world. And it's kind of just trying to give to back to that. So yeah, I say kind of a dedication to sustainability and earth awareness is at the like forefront of what I do and trying to act in a socially responsible kind of ethically aware manner um, and putting that back into the way the clothing's made. So it's all eco-friendly, it's all certified organic, Peter approved vegan using non-toxic vegan inks kind of fairware certified which is uh hopefully with a fairware tag 
improving workers' conditions through like the process of growing the cotton to making the garments and stuff. So yeah, it's trying to give back whilst so the dedicate oh well, the inspiration for the clothes is the outdoors, is nature, is travel, is yeah, the earth, but then also trying to give back to the earth fire the way everything's made by the way it's sold uh every sale i do i plant a tree um yeah i've got uh the option on the website to carbon neutralize your order um i've done a few charity donations through kind of if there's a week or a month or like earth day was recently or veganuary in january kind of thinking what's coming up in terms of these awareness days. It seems to be like an awareness day for everything these days, but yeah, there is yeah. Some good ones on there. Um, so kind of sinking those into anything I sell, say this month or this week or this exact day, or there was like, there's a wear a hat day, which is um, about kind of raising money for people with brain injuries and brain tumors and stuff. So it's kind of any hat I sell on this day or anything I sell during veganuary, I'm going to give, 10% of all the profits sold back to this charity to try and yeah, give back, which obviously hits the profit margins, but that was kind of starting up and thinking about it. They were kind of the non-negotiables to give back and yeah, to make sure everything is made in an ethical manner. And I'm using that organic cotton and yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're quite big things, aren't they? So I think the fact that you're not like worried about the profit will eventually reflect in kind of, where, who you are and who the brand is so that makes sense i didn't even realize that this um is it called greener the like offsetting the, yeah. the that's so good i'd never even thought about that before yeah yes yeah. So there's just things you can kind of integrate with the website obviously so one tree planted a pretty huge organization now doing some crazy good stuff um so they're planting million upon millions upon millions of trees so it's nice to kind of we're well over a hundred and it's obviously yeah it's good to, to know that they're going somewhere and yeah the ability to offset the order as well the greener guys are doing a few projects to yeah cut back the carbon but then i guess you could just cut back your own carbon output but it's all helping so <laughs> i don't know i think with stuff like that it's so tough i mean the only things that i've done like we we're saying cut back your own carbon and all that stuff is like I've watched those two documentaries that have been quite big on Netflix, the like Cowspiracy and the Seaspiracy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like Seaspiracy obviously was super recent and it's yeah. so good that everyone's got on that hype and kind of it's brought more eyes to it. It started that conversation again and the awareness of what's happening. And obviously David Attenborough's a national treasure and everyone loves him. And at the end of his more recent like documentaries and shows, they do the little snippets at the end of this is what's happening in these regions of the earth. And this is why we need to stop this because of, you know, we're reaching the point of no return and all this, but there's things like a documentary called earthlings. I don't know if you've seen that. Um, New. was, uh, made in conjunction with Peter. It was made in 2005 and it's just one of the worst things you'll ever see. It's about, um, humans use of animals for different, uh, reasons. So companionship, sport, clothing, um, food, and it's just, yeah, one of the worst things you'll ever see. And obviously Food Inc. was out in 2008, um, The Cove, 2009, Blackfish, 2013, and obviously Seaspiracy this year. So it's great that that conversation is out there and there's more people talking about it, but these things have existed for so long. And it's, yeah, it's kind of hard for me sometimes to hear people say, oh, I can't watch like this happening to these animals and stuff when, you know, this is the reality. So 
I think as long as people are aware of that and then can make a conscious decision via that, that's completely fine. Um, yeah, I'm not going to preach, preach like <laughs> veganism or anything on people. I think that's what you're no. supposed to do, apparently, according to the vegan handbook. Um, it's what sorry, you're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, that's what all the <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think you're supposed to tell everyone that you meet, aren't you? That you're a yeah. vegan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. So, yeah, <laughs> I converted in January. So, I've been a vegetarian for a good few years. So, kind of all ties into that that you know if i'm selling vegan products and all this pushing all the sustainability earth awareness kind of trying to give back and help i should be doing that personally kind of as much as i can so yeah that whole um like the vegan side of it is it's nice that it's getting so big because it was very hard i think to find all the vegan stuff before like i can remember when um corn came out yeah ages i think i did a um i'm pretty sure i was at like primary school and they came around and did like taster things yeah when it was like getting released and it tasted horrible but now it is absolutely amazing like their stuff tastes yeah, really good and you don't, you don't even know it's easier especially with like switching to vegan it's been like i put it off for a while because i thought it might be super hard but yeah it's been quite seamless and i guess everywhere kind of has to cater to that now because there is that demand and um yeah there's so many like bits in the supermarkets you can try now so it's not yeah salads and rabbit food for dinner every day and seeds and whatnot so yeah it's kind of helped with it for sure mm, i think yeah so the, the what i was trying to say was like the um it's very hard when you start seeing these documentaries and stuff and you realize that you think by doing the small things it's gonna have like a massive impact and it is those big big things that need to change and that's what like horrifies me when i watch those documentaries you're like it's good that we're all like rallying around and trying to make these changes, but it, it's such a big thing that needs to happen, isn't it? To fix a lot of these problems. Oh yeah, definitely. But I think it all ties back into the fashion world at the same time as well. And this is with fast fashion becoming like more at the forefront and just issues going on in the country over the past year kind of all ties into it. Like you start up in lockdown and you've got like, Tim Martin, who owns Weatherspoon, saying, well, I'm not going to pay anyone. And like, if you're not working for me, you're not getting any money. And then you've got Boris down his pub having a drink with him. And yeah, making comments like the bodies can pile up before a lockdown is going to happen. And we're actually going to look after the country. That ties in with people like Mike Ashley, who owns Sports Direct, and Boohoo, who have got a factory in Leicester, who have both been proven to like be paying under the minimum wage to their staff somehow. Um, yeah, it's kind of all these stories getting out there are tying into people becoming more aware of, quote, slow fashion and things being made more with care and, yeah, supporting more local stuff, supporting more independent stuff, kind of a new wave of supermarkets and brands and people that are more, yeah, ethical. Mm, I know you mean there's a lot of scumbags in the world, yeah, especially, sure. when, uh, especially yeah. when lockdown happened, like you're saying, there's... there's <laughs> A lot of people that took advantage of, of situations and I think what was a good thing that I saw at the start was that it almost felt like communities and people came together more so I saw that loads like people were in lockdown they were like going and helping their neighbors to shop and, and all that and that was really nice to see but yeah there's definitely some absolute scumbags that were taking advantage to the max yeah definitely I think unfortunately the country's kind of designed and set up to profit the one percent and to not profit anyone else so it falls on average joe and jane and the local communities and just the general public and just nice people to be yeah supporting each other helping each other but then that kind of ties into 
I've seen a few different brands and startups happen during 2020, during lockdown. So it's kind of, yeah, hoping to ride that wave a bit of uh, public support and people buying things closer to home, being more aware of what they're buying and being more aware of things come from and the companies behind where they come from. So I guess that could all help hopefully in the future and pushing the angle I'm trying to, I guess. I hope so. I think people, it would be nice if people stay more focused on the, um, yeah, like supporting local and <laughs> shopping local and just your friends and kind of like, yeah, it was like that, that community side of it, isn't it? Where you, you, you why would you want to go to these massive shops and buy, like you said, one of those like fast, fast fashion things when yeah. your friend might have, has a brand that would absolutely appreciate you buying something and when it would mean the world to them instead of lining the pockets to somebody else. Like, I think if that, all that mentality stays, it would be, it'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think you've spoken a bit in past, past podcasts and we've spoken a bit about just creating a community among small brands and things like that and the ability for everyone to help each other out and kind of not really understanding why everyone wouldn't want to be part of that. Like, obviously starting up, I kind of not knowing anything or not really having any, any transferable skills or experience of anything of how to set this up. I messaged some people and some people were incredible and some others are kind of like, it just be, you kind of see an item of clothing or a hat or a bag or something. You think, oh, that's cool. Like, I wonder where they get it made because you're kind of researching suppliers, researching, yeah, people that are going to make you stuff. And they'll just kind of say, oh, we make it ourselves. Like, well, I kind of, I know that there's no huge textile factory in this small village in Yorkshire or wherever you're from. So I'm pretty sure you don't make it yourself. But yeah, I guess each to their own. But then for every one or two that there's been kind of, hiding their secrets or pushing their own agenda there's been heaps of people that have been super supportive super helpful and it kind of it's great to see that kind of growing and being able to be part of it really yeah that is something that i'm really enjoying is that like you said all these uh brands that kind of the same level and we're building that little community building the the nice network of just support isn't it it's so nice to be able to turn to somebody that you've kind of had a bit of rapport with like on direct messages or whatever and be like, can you help me with this? Or what do you think of this design? Or like, yeah, that, that stuff is, is massive. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I guess I don't know whether it's kind of some people might be scared of someone taking their spot or anything, but I mean, yeah, my everyday job, I work in craft beer. So obviously craft beer bars and craft beer breweries have kind of exploded the last five or 10 years. And there are some people at the forefront of that and some bigger names, but it's kind of, the way I see it is if one brewery is doing well, that everyone's kind of doing well because it creates eyes upon the craft world and eyes upon new breweries and people will explore other options because there'll be these like kind of gateway, easy drinking breweries and stuff. And there might be some people doing some crazier stuff that you can get into. But the kind of way I see it is if one's doing well, they're all doing well because it does increase the need and the want and kind of, yeah, the eyes on the world so it's kind of transferable to yeah all these new brands and startups i don't see why anyone's really a competitor i think if one's going well and people are aware and just wanting to support small brands and kind of people just individually individually own brands and stuff that it is transferable and people will research and look into other brands i don't think anyone's really taken anyone's spot i think there's enough spots for everyone really so yeah that's it isn't it there's so many brands out there and it's such a hard 
water to like navigate and i i think i thought a lot about it and i the point where it might become awkward is if you're if this was what i was doing full time then i might be a little bit more um conservative or like reserved with my answers or like sharing of other brand stuff i I completely get why there's that little switch maybe because if you're dependent on that money then that might be why certain brands are like they are but it, it I don't know. Hopefully if I get to the point where I'm doing it full time, it's not something that I'm going to gonna change and I will still be the same kind of brand that I am. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd hope not to, but I guess um, because I'd wanted to, wanted to start the brand for so many years, just starting it was kind of the aim and just the minute it was out there and I'd launched, it was kind of, this is crazy. Like I actually did it. I was so stoked about it and just, yeah, super happy. And if I never really got an order or made back the money I'd spent on setting it up I was just delighted anyway and then I remember the very first order I got was from someone I'd never heard of and it blew my mind and that's kind of how has this person found out about me how do they know and just yeah getting that kind of support's amazing but I guess because I've got that my aim was just to get it done and get it started and launch it that I guess because it's not been so profit driven so far and if I was I might not have looked into obviously the way everything's manufactured as much and things like that. I know obviously the profit margins can increase if I'm printing on cheaper products products or discovering I don't know fruit of the loom exists anymore or golden like cheap tops. It seems to be that, yeah, I guess if it is more profit driven, then you might be a bit more reserved, but yeah, I guess it depends what your, uh, what your aims are for it. Yeah, definitely. Are you, um, have you got any sort of plans in how you're going to grow or reach more people or is it just, you're just kind of uh, going to like slowly plug away and plod along every couple of months and, and try and grow. Yeah, I guess it's been quite organic so far. I've messed around a little bit with like Instagram ads and stuff, but I don't know. I saw a lot of success at the start and then I feel like that's what it does to you is that you'll put these ads up and it'll gain you quite a few new followers or gain you quite a few likes on the post or some sales or stuff. But then, as you keep going, they try and tie you in to keep doing it. So I'll see like more recently, if I do any ads, there'll be a drop off following the ads of like likes or engagement or follows and things like that. Um, so I'm trying to keep it a bit more organic now, trying to, yeah, spread the word through, yeah, just people, ambassadors kind of. Yeah. Of, Are you saying that you'll do an ad and you'll get like a certain reach and stuff. And then when you don't do an ad, like your next post, you see a big drop off. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, All that's what I've found. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, that's why I've stopped doing it as well. Because I was getting really annoyed. I was like, oh, I'm just going to like promote this one and like we'll see what happens. And then the next one I didn't and the reach just, it just completely went. Yeah, I think that's the way it gets you though. So even like the very early on in the setup, um, doing some ads to try and kind of get the word out there, there was like huge traction on them and huge amount of likes and engagement and stuff and new followers. And more recently, it kind of, just plods along and makes it, I guess they're trying to design it to make you think, should I put more money into that? Or should I be doing this more often? But I guess that's how they're trying to grab you. So I'm trying to steer away from that and grow it more organically, really. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. I don't think I've paid for an ad in, I don't know, oh, well over a year. Like I really, really try not to, because I think it's, it's tricky. And I was speaking to um, Simo from That Life yesterday. And uh, he was saying that he's putting loads and loads of money into it, but he's seeing a massive reward. And it's that that risk then, isn't it? You're putting money in, you're relying on another company to not screw you over. Yeah, yeah. I guess then it's kind of, 
where's the limit? Because do you then go, oh, this like, you know, little 10, 20 pounds or whatever of marketing didn't do a lot. So if this hasn't done a lot, what what's going to happen if I throw in like a couple of hundred quid or something like, do you really want to take that risk or would you prefer to go like the ambassador route or like uh, influencer route and stuff? So I guess it's weighing up the options, or, but then I guess there's a need to kind of try out different ways as well. Mm, I don't, yeah, I haven't really found any kind of golden like secrets or, or anything that's <laughs> the trick. It's so awkward and that, that's what made me think because um at the start you kind of said around like you wish you'd started your brand years ago and i think of that sometimes i'm like oh, if i'd have only started or like properly tried in 2012 when i first wanted to yeah I'd probably yeah. be a lot bigger and it would be i would have kind of gone through all the the, the um the, like the shit already and i'd be at the point <laughs> where i want to be but yeah <laughs> the world changes instagram changes everything's different every day so yeah, I guess there's so much out there now as well. And there does seem to be quite a lot of people doing kind of the same thing, but there's some trying to steer away from, yeah, having those like pre-made place it mock-ups and kind of things like that and trying to find some ambassadors that are more like minor for people that are kind of outdoorsy and not so much kind of models or anything, but people that, yeah, do get out and see the world and see nature. And if I can send them some stuff to get some wicked shots out in nature, um but i've kind of yeah fell foul of some people kind of taking the stuff and not really getting anything for me but then i've had more producing pretty good stuff for me so i guess it's just trying to carve out that niche in the <laughs> carve out that niche in the market really when there's a lot going on yeah that ambassador thing's always really awkward because i've done it as well where i've like sent some stuff out and been like right everyone like what would you think's a reasonable amount like a couple of shots and maybe like a little video or like an unboxing that type of thing and then i sent stuff out and didn't really hear anything and i'm like fuck's sake but yeah you, but it's, you need like the content to post so your, your hands are kind of tied because you're like oh, i need people to post in it but i don't yeah. want to risk losing the sale because somebody else might buy oh, it's so horrible like it's just so tricky yeah, and I didn't want to fall into the trap of being my own model, really, because I'm by no means a model. But um, yeah, I guess kind of having to do it myself, because you might not get these people that I guess even if you send them, you're not sure what the quality will be like, or if it will be good enough to post. So trying to get out there and get some shots myself. Um, again, having no real transferable camera skills, but a pretty good camera phone. Um, it's trying to yeah keep the content current and up to date and not repeat the same stuff so you do need that content so you risk sending it to people in the hope they get the shots but then i guess you just gotta put your trust in people and hope that for everyone that screws you over there's usually a good few that aren't going to be like that and that's kind of what i've found so far so it's been some pretty mm -hmm. good people out there have you um have you fallen into any like strategies for how you post or anything like do you try and do because everyone, everyone says stuff differently, don't they? Some are like, oh, you have to post one in the morning, one in the afternoon, and one in the evening on your grid. Or some people are like, every day at a certain time. I mean, have you got any... any um, yeah, I kind of... It was... Obviously, at the start, it's kind of another thing to completely look into and look after and learn about, really. So I kind, kind of try and do it at the same time every day, like in the morning. I guess if you're not doing it in the morning now... You need to be doing it at night, especially now most people are, or what I say at night after work hours because most people are back to work now. Um, <clears throat> and I was kind of not trying to post the same thing every day. So um, 
I kind of fallen off it a bit and I need to get back on it, but I was trying to share some like, <clears throat> sorry, some eco facts and kind of sustainability facts and like earth awareness kind of facts and throw that in the mix of product posts or I started a little series called postcards, which is kind of <clears throat> postcards from elsewhere. So just crazy scenery around the world that people might not have looked that kind of instill that. I mean, I hate the word wanderlust, but kind of just a love of the earth and just, yeah, just an amazingness at what's out there and what there is about and kind of not trying to push too crazy known places, but just, yeah, show people what is out there and yeah, what's still to be had, I guess, when we're allowed back out there again. Mm, so, I like the, um, the like, uh, not to hit for the facts thing you've done. That's quite good. Yeah, yeah. So I, I need to get back on there a bit more, but it's kind of, I guess it can get tedious either way if you don't want like a product shot every single day, but you don't want, because I don't want to say like a lifestyle shot every day, but <laughs> yeah, it's to kind of trying to mix it up and keep it fresh. And um, I've got a routine in terms of there'll be certain things I'll post on each day, but trying to split up those days, I guess, is the, the way I'm trying to do it. Instagram is very tricky. Have you? Um... Yeah, this is kind of a necessary evil though, because it seems to be the place to grow and the place to get your name out there and word out there. Um, because you're going to be probably even farther, further fetched trying to get some money out of Google Ads and stuff if no one even knows your name to search for. I guess. So. Mm. Have you tried anything yeah. else? Um, because one of the things I had the other day was, I can't remember which episode it was, but we were talking around like, what what would you do if Instagram disappeared? Yeah. Um, or they started to charge you, because that would be concerning as well. So have you had any thought around like other social media or how else you try and get your brand out there? Um, I've got like a Facebook and a Pinterest, but I haven't used it or kind of got into it as much as I should have really. So I guess I need to go there and... um. Yeah, I've done some more like physical stuff, a couple of like markets and stuff in London. I was at the um, Hackney Christmas Market last year and trying to get word of mouth out there and actual meet some people. And it was amazing. I've done a couple of them and the sales always go well and it's great meeting some people and selling to all different kinds of people. So I guess this kind of blew my target audience out there, out the water because there's kind of anyone and everyone coming up for a chat and wanted to know what you were doing and buying some bits, which is great. So I guess kind of spread it by word of mouth a bit more. Um, I want to look a bit more into independent advertising in London and just about for uh, people that, yeah, are advertising just independent businesses and things like that and try and push it a bit broader. Um, I do a bit of bouldering, uh, like climbing, and it seems to be that same kind of sense of community and people that love the outdoors and are a bit aware about it. So I'm trying to set up a couple of link-ups with some climbing centres and they kind of do days where they've got events going on, but they've also got some food there and cafes open, some bars and stuff and talking about setting up stalls at that and getting chatting to people. So I guess, yeah, just trying to explain, explore all options for growth, really. Yeah, that's cool. So you've thought about it quite a lot. Yeah, I try to. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, yeah, I always struggle with that. Like in terms of what else to do other than just Instagram. It's, it's tricky. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of, the one of them and isn't it so i don't think anyone would really know what to do if it was to just up and go straight away yeah what um what kind of your uh future releases what's what's anything else that you've kind of planned with the brand for the rest of the year 
Um, so I think one thing I um, commissioned a guy initially to make like the opening run of uh, kind of eight or nine t-shirts, which are, I absolutely love and love the designs, but I think kind of blindsided a bit by them being quite samey. So I've just released um, six new designs over the past month or so, um, three by one guy, three by another guy, just different designers that I found to try and push it away from that vibe and try and freshen things up a bit. Um, just to kind of try and push, I didn't want it to fall foul of looking like a kind of outdoor wear brand, like I'm not selling waterproofs or hiking wear or things like that. Like it's kind of the way I see it is it's streetwear inspired by the outdoors, inspired by nature, inspired by travel and adventure and things like that. So trying to push that angle a bit more um, and freshen up the designs and giving some options to people. Um, I released a collab tee with a guy, um, a brand called Volden from uh, Liverpool, a guy called Paul, who was amazing in the initial setup. I just sent him a couple of questions about a couple of products he had. And he was just crazy helpful. He's a great guy. He's a Swedish guy, but the brand's based out of um, Liverpool. I think Volden means world in Swedish. Um, and the collab tea we did there was wicked. Um, we got some real good traction and uh, yeah, super happy with it. Got some decent sales off that. Um, and just trying to do that same kind of thing. I've got another couple of collab teas lined up. Um, want to try and probably do four within the year. Um, not sure whether that might be too many or just do the three and keep them going on the website for a few months. Um, but I've got two more lined up. I'm just kind of in design phase and chatting to the guys about at the minute. So hopefully I have one of them out within the next, uh, I guess, month or so. And then another one towards the end of the year. Um, as it hits September and it becomes like the year anniversary of the brand, I'm going to probably do a rebrand on the logo because, well, personally, I'm moving away from London. So uh, because I'm relocating, I'm going to take the London side out of it and just push it as like kind of a name and take the logo out and maybe just use that on some other brands and see how that redesign goes and kind of tie that into like a year anniversary kind of um, collection that, yeah, hopefully should go all right. You said you're moving. Where are you planning to move to? Is it somewhere nice abroad or somewhere else? In no, Europe? I wish I'm not allowed currently. So now I'm going to move to Bristol. So kind of get out of the hustle and bustle, get out of the busyness. Like you can say to an in London, in London, like I'm based in North London, you can say to a friend in the South, oh, let's meet up, let's go to this bar. And it, it's two undergrounds and the bus and it's 50 minutes to get there. And it's kind of everywhere I've lived. Um, I'm kind of used to just jumping on a five minute tram or walking or biking and kind of being able to get everywhere. So getting out of the busyness of London and the eight odd million people that are here, something I'm really looking forward to. So yeah, off to Bristol, which seems to be quite a kind of lefty leaning forward thinking, uh, real community led. Yeah. Kind of supporting independent cities. So hopefully throw the brand into that and into the culture there and, meet some more like-minded people there. I know there's a few little um, independent shops and skate shops and things like that. And just, yeah, going in and meeting those guys and seeing about potentially in the future possibilities of stocking there or kind of working with them going forward and yeah, exploring new options really. Is that going to be your um, base for a while or are you, are you sort of planning massive uh, trip <laughs> elsewhere abroad? Um, that'll be it for now. Um, we've got to kind of wait and see what happens with the world. I mean, I've seen the government green list and they've got like, what was it? 12 countries. And one of them is like 
I saw one of them is in the South Pacific near the Falklands and you have to charter a uh, RAF flight there and then get like a 19 hour boat to get there or something. So I might wait until the world's kind of calmed down a bit and everyone's a bit back used to everything and we're allowed to go to some more spots. Um, I've definitely still got a big old list of places I want to hit. Um, and then obviously now with the ability to when and if I do get there to bring some stuff along with me to introduce the people to it to take some shots and that is something that I'm yeah real excited about so I guess yeah. having those options and having the plans for the future is yeah I'll keep going whilst the ideas are still there really. I think the the fact that being able to travel has been taken away has made me um, regret not going some places like I'm really jealous that you've gone to Australia and New Zealand and uh, all these places I think the furthest place I've been is Thailand which I went, I was lucky enough just to get to and come back as it was all kicking off last year. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely jealous of the of the people who've been to all these places and the fact that we now can't. Yeah, but then I guess it's, yeah, it's helped me kind of discover the UK a bit more as well and being able to get out kind of down the South Coast and I went down to the Isle of Wight last year and stuff like that. It's kind of things that you don't really know well, you know they exist, but you never think of going there because you think, oh, it's so crazy cheap just to hop on a plane to Europe or something that you forget about how good some of the spots are here around here. So, yeah, I guess that's been a good thing and being able to see more of the country and get involved in the countryside a bit more and the outdoors. But, yeah, there's always going to be... I guess the world's always going to be there. So just got to sit waiting patiently because I think we've been sitting waiting patiently for quite a while now. So, yeah. Hopefully it's all going to start getting back on track soon. Um, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. I was reading some of your blog. Is that something that you're trying to do like once a month or? Yeah, it was. <laughs> but I guess it's, uh, it's been quite sporadic. Um, I've got a list of ideas and um, I've been waiting on a couple of people like I offered it up to a couple of people to write as well to kind of I want to strengthen that buy-in. I'm going to advertise shortly for some new ambassadors because I've got a couple, but then I've got a couple that haven't really done anything for me or really helped out. So I'm going to advertise for some new people. And part of the buy-in of that is they get, you know, they get a couple of bits sent to them and they can get their discount code and things. But I just say to them like, all right, I want you to write this blog for me and kind of about your relationship with the outdoors and nature and just kind of what you're up to. And, um, yeah just a bit about themselves but i've also got a little list of subjects i still need to write about and try not to make it too samey but then probably need to be doing it a bit more regularly as well so months should be a good aim um i guess life getting in the way and getting back to full-time work and everything has stemmed it a bit but i do have the list of subjects so it's just kicking myself in the ass a bit to get on with it really mm -hmm. i like the idea that you've just said about your ambassadors actually kind of working like with you as well like that makes sense I've never even thought about that that they could potentially come on and write stuff or help you with that blog um because because I struggled as well so I did it ages ago when I started I was like I'm going to do a blog I'm going to do like one or two posts every couple of weeks and it's going to be amazing I'm going to gain loads of like traction from it and then you just kind of give up because you're like what the hell am I going to talk about what have I done with my brand that's not <laughs> going to work coming home packing orders like taking photos you, you, you think that people have seen that side of it already yeah, yeah, but I guess that kind of process is what people like to see. I think one of the people, one of the things I've struggled with because I um, started off drop shipping slash I'm still drop shipping mainly, obviously to keep 
not having to hold stock and not being wasteful on printing and things like that. And obviously it's got its own downfalls and sort of lead times and uh, the speed at which stuff can get to customers sometimes. But um, yeah, bring it in house and is definitely a plan for me and having that process and being able to show people a bit more of yourself. I think one of the things I definitely struggle with because I haven't got that is kind of selling myself as part of the brand. Like I didn't want it to become a vanity project, but I do see some guys that are kind of, you know, if we are a one man brand, if this is like a one man and one lady, one person mission, then you should really be selling that. So I think that's something I need to definitely explore a bit more and, kind of I think people buy into that and definitely some of the guys I see doing it some of the other brands like he's mentioned Simo before and is it Jack at Modern Streets and yeah uh, people like that it's super great on it and yeah being able to kind of show that process and show behind the brand and I think it does all strengthen that tie-in strengthen the buy-in to yeah what people like to see and kind of the more human element to the brand so it's not just this robotic kind of buy my stuff I guess but yeah people do love to see the behind the scenes like the person who's uh running the brand i think that's what i picked up with um on the one i did with kurt yeah um his yeah feel for threads he was saying like oh we're doing this and we're doing this and i'm like it's just you though why do you keep saying we surely it's better (laughs) like you want to be i'm doing this i'm like i am the brand but it's so hard to actually do. And I've got loads of respect for like Simo and, and Jack and stuff being showing their faces and yeah, sure. talking to people. Cause it's, it's such a key thing that a lot of people don't do. Yeah. The weed thing's definitely something I've fallen foul of. And it's kind of, I don't know, I guess it's just, it seems a bit awkward initially to be like, I'm doing this. So I've got this release when it is, it's kind of, but it is just me. So why is it not I? So I guess that's definitely a little plan for the future is to, kind of push that more personable thing but kind of you have to yeah balance that fine line i don't want it to become a, a vanity project really but i guess the more human side of it is something people like to see i think so i don't think it will become a vanity project though it's the, the brands and everything that you've you want it to stand for whatever i, th- I think people will, will always appreciate that and having you as like the person who's trying to show it and trying to promote it is, is not going to be a negative thing at all. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I guess, especially if kind of the brand reflects yourself and your kind of beliefs or your lifestyle, or your interests, like it all strengthens that tie in, I guess. So yeah, should get a bit more into it. Uh, to, let me see if I've got any questions. Cause I can't, I made some notes before this and I've just gone through everything. I think. <laughs> uh, oh okay so you said you, you said simo so he's yeah. asked a question where was your favorite place in australia and why her place oh. yeah because simo obviously spent a lot of time out there. yeah yeah actually i had a brief chat to him about it my favorite place in australia is kind of hard to answer because new zealand's better sorry australian people but um, I don't know. Melbourne is like one of my favorite cities in the world because it is so there's something for everyone and it's not far from some, it's got its own beaches, but there's some amazing beaches nearby. And there's kind of not too far from mountains, even that some people don't really know about. And yeah, just there's kind of something for everyone there, like huge kind of music scene and art scene, 
some of the best coffee you'll get anywhere like yeah there's kind of something for everyone so that's one of my favorite cities um went to some pretty crazy national parks there as well but yeah i kind of need to get back and see some more of it as well but you'd say new zealand's better <laughs> oh yeah, yeah <laughs> where's yeah. your favorite place in new zealand then oh it's crazy hard to answer i mean i spent a couple of years in new zealand which is amazing and the community there is incredible because it's so transient and such a tourist town and such a kind of pass-through town it's kind of once you're there a year you're kind of embedded as local and everyone knows everyone and there's such uh yeah strength of community people always helping out each other out i was uh running a bar there that well managing in a bar there that would do a lot with like the local community in terms of uh, the mountain bike scene or skate shops or uh, surf shops and uh, snowboarding shops and releasing videos and book launches and kind of all these uh, like film nights and things and yeah everyone kind of collabing and helping each other out and pulling together is wicked to see so the sense of community tied in with the kind of landscape and scenery there is just yeah world beating really yeah i think i said isn't it the um I, yeah there's <laughs> you're making me want to go there <laughs> <laughs> i'll pack in and yeah get on the tourist board or something so yeah i'll have to add it to my list it's uh <laughs> definitely but one i've got yeah my hot tip currently if you want to be close to home slovenia oh man it's crazy it's just astonishing beautiful the people are great like the scenery's next level I think everyone's heard of the place Lake Bled. If you haven't, go and Google it now because it's like a fairy tale world. It's unreal, like just beautiful, beautiful scenery. So kind of, yeah, my recent hits over the last couple of years have been more that kind of southeast. Um, been to, yeah, Slovakia and Croatia. And I was supposed to be um, snowboarding in, where was it? Not Bosnia, not Romania, the other one down there. Um, I don't remember. Yeah, I was supposed to be on a snowboarding trip last year. Where's Sophia? That's where it was. Um, let's look. Uh, Bulgaria. Yeah. So I was supposed to be going to uh, snowboard in Bulgaria um, at the end of last year. So that kind of got packed in. But yeah, whenever the world allows again, kind of that Bulgaria, Romania, Bosnia. Is definitely one of my first first areas to hit hopefully yeah i'll have to start googling that as well you, i think talking from you i get the real uh the real passion from it like i do really <laughs> travel now um and it's nice that you've got it kind of comes through with the brand as well that i guess a lot of people yeah that's what trying to get that time but i think a lot of people kind of don't realize how easy it is like now and how accessible everything is like i've never had crazy money and i've never saved up thousands and thousands and thousands and like gone away it's always i work for a couple of months and i'll book a few days off and i'll take a three-day trip somewhere and yeah you can do it all on next to nothing if you plan ahead and yeah know what to look for know what to do so you know wants any hints or tips let me know um but yeah if you're not especially if you're not too fussed on where you go, but you know kind of an area you want to see, there's always deals and there's always ways to get there on, on any budget really. So and especially like if you're going to see the outdoors or spend some time in nature or anything like that costs nothing once you're there. So it's kind of, yeah, 
bed and board really isn't it mm. sounds like a, a couple of blog posts for you then <laughs> <laughs> i'll add it to the list actually because i don't know if i've got that on there so jay's hot tips hot tips on how to travel <laughs> yeah or like places you've been i guess that'd be quite interesting to read about because i'm always curious about that oh that's a good one actually i'll add this to the list <laughs> i'm gonna be checking it out and i'll be like refreshing the website like once a month yeah. like, where is it where's the new post <laughs> where's this latest one um yeah i guess there are it's kind of something for everyone everywhere isn't there so all it takes is a bit of research and yeah you'll find some places that'll blow your mind i think so have you got any plans to um to like uh plan in a, a t-shirt release but go somewhere like absolutely crazy and take some amazing shots for like the product release or are you going to try and tie it into a bit of traveling well one of the um collection uh ideas i had initially was to push like um designs inspired by certain countries or certain cultures and stuff that aren't your everyday hitters like everyone with the new york or the london or la or berlin or what have you like yeah, tying into just some real cool, more unknown spots that might be more accessible, but that would be, yeah, if and when I can get out of there to be able to tie that into actually being in the place and launching it in the place would be, yeah, crazy. So again, it's not really something I'd overly thought of. I obviously thought if I can get away, I'll take some stuff with me, but to tie in an actual launch would be, yeah, crazy. So. Yeah, were you, you mean and then like, go somewhere stay there for like a week or two try and like soak up the environment and the atmosphere and then think of a, a t-shirt design that kind of portrays that place or yeah yeah for sure or, yeah, or okay. places i've already been so you kind of know what the community's like and know what the area is like and kind of what yeah the big things are to do there or what the kind of inspirations are there and things that you can tie into a design um maybe put the place names on it i'm not too sure yet or just kind of yeah push the culture a bit more and make it like a worldwide collection yeah that'd be awesome i think if it's done if it's if it gets done right it's it's going to be brilliant uh did you get any questions did you say from uh your followers yeah yeah i got a good one this is kind of one for me one for yourself like what kind of people do you envisage wearing your clothes? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> it's such a shitty thing. Like when people say around, you have to know what your like demographic is and stuff. And I'm just making stuff that I like. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of it. I think like, do you, because there are, there are tons of people out there doing kind of pushing the same kind of rock punk rock skateboard tattoo inspired stuff but do they necessarily have to be your fans like can people you know people can love tattoos that don't have tattoos and people can love rock music that don't necessarily have to look like you know metalheads or pop punk or old school emo kids and stuff so yeah it's kind yeah, of i think do you want to push something for everyone or do you want to kind of i guess you can stay true to yourself whilst still being accessible you know yeah, I've thought a lot about where like my brand fits in and stuff. And I don't want it to be just like another tattoo inspired brand. I have tried to carve out that tiny bit of like, it is poking fun at stuff. It's kind of dark humor. There's like puns, that kind of section yeah, yeah. of it, which is basically who I am. Like I'm very um, sarcastic, 
like <laughs> jokey puns just all that kind of stuff like making up songs to go with different like or lyrics to go with different songs just all that kind of like random jo- uh, jokey stuff is me yeah yeah so that's nice. why i've kind of tried to reflect the brand as and that's why the name is like it is because like the doom and gloom is is the negative but then yeah so yeah, literally, I envisage envisage anyone wearing my stuff as long as they've got like a sense of humor and they obviously like the designs. Then it could be anyone. Nice. Do you think there's any kind of errors you've made along the way, or anything you do differently in terms of yeah, the way you've marketed it or designs have come out or kind of yeah faults that you might do differently if you went back and did it again? Um, I don't. I don't know it's i've had the big battle with like is screen printing better than director garment yeah I've, I've when i did the initially um i released like a design and i had a certain amount and then i sold them and i was like oh i should have gone for the, like more and it's it's the never knowing what amount to get is what's horrible because yeah for sure you don't want to over order because then you're making stuff that's going to sit there for ages and isn't isn't great but then if you don't order enough you could have had more sales and then you're missing out so i think now i've started to release more or bring stuff back as like direct garment yeah and then it is it is a bit better because it's like i'm not getting a ton of stuff printed on t-shirts that's going to sit there for ages it is now the like organic cotton, vegan eco, vegan eco-friendly ink, and all that kind of stuff with the director garments. So I feel like it's a bit better as as well. Nice. Um, so if I'd have come across that sooner, I might have been in a different situation, maybe. Because um, that I don't know if you saw my the design, the cat font one. Yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> like I saw that. It was just a tattoo artist. I was scrolling through. I was like. <laughs> that's so good and it fits really well with another one i had which was like life suck uh life ducks and then you sigh and it just had a picture of a duck on it <laughs> uh so i was like well these two are now perfect together so i just messaged the person was like you know can we work together can we sort something out he said yes got on a t-shirt like the next day i'd released it <laughs> and i think that's what i've missed out on is that kind of that side of it where you can just see something think it's cool figure it out mock it up put it up for sale and then because it's director garment like could just be made as and when yeah yeah it's kind of crazy how quickly some people can yeah from concept to getting it made and out there's crazy but then i guess some people might fall foul of well i'll release another one and another one and another one and another one kind of yeah yeah i'm aiming the overall goal which it definitely doesn't seem like you are so yeah i've kind of because i've <laughs> i've made the um the brand like it is I, I struggle sometimes to get more designs because i don't just want to release something that is a cool looking tattoo design i'm trying to have every design fit the whole like brand so yeah it's 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 not something i'm just gonna start pumping designs out i am gonna like only release something or work something out when, when it fits yeah yeah i guess that's kind of the same thing with me i guess that's kind of a potential parameters to growth but then you know it's all about i guess staying true to your vision and what you want the brand to be and what the brand is rather than kind of yeah just get yeah. stuff out for the sake of getting stuff out exactly yeah it's the, it's the same for you isn't it you don't just want to 
I don't know, put a picture of or like an illustration of a mountain with like elsewhere because it, you think it's going to sell loads. Like that doesn't, you want to be, you want to be carefully growing your brand and not just like pumping out like designs that are outside. Like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's tricky. I think, yeah, so the question, um, what was the question? I forgot, I literally forgot. What are we talking about? Which people should just... <laughs> Oh, the errors or things you Biggest error, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. The not switching to rectal garment sooner, yeah, yeah. I think, because I'm still stuck. Well, not stuck, but, like, I'm surrounded by more stock. I think yeah. I tried to be strategic, and I had money saved up in the brand. So the designs that I knew had sold well, I got reprinted, because my thinking was, if I go do an event or something, at least I've got a decent amount I can offer. Yeah, for sure. Is that something you've got planned? Like, it's definitely something I want to get into more, but again, it's waiting for the world to... Yeah, up. I hope so. I think all the people that I've spoken to have said they've gained the most from doing events. Yeah, for sure. Even for the only couple that I've done, it seems to be yeah. just... Yeah. It's because people then get to see that side of you, don't they? They get to see, oh, what is it you're doing? And then you kind of talk to them and you can show yeah. your passion for, this is my brand, this is my vision, this is the designs, like let's have a conversation and then if you're lucky they'll buy something yeah yeah definitely being able to they catch the buy-in a lot quicker chatting to yourself rather than just maybe seeing a passing instagram post or something and having to look a bit more into it as to oh what's this about rather than if you can hit them with those few lines and they have all their kind of short attention span these days like strengthen that time like real quick yeah so that's definitely something i want to do do a, uh, a couple of events or something at some point this year, maybe. Nice. What, um, what about you? Have you made any sort of mistakes that you've found? Uh, or anything that you've not done that you wish you had with the brand yet? Um, I guess it's just, it was because I'd, the plan was always there, but I guess refining the vision for it and kind of, this is exactly what I want the brand to be, trying to get that clear in my head. So I guess you have to test out some different things and try different avenues and stuff to kind of end up with where you want it to be. So kind of, yeah, gaining more clarity through the times of, I mean, it's only been going, what are we, May? So nine months or something so far. So kind of continuously trying to push it towards this is the finished article, this is the finished vision. I still don't think it's there. So I think there'll be forever mistakes made along the way. And yeah, being completely self-taught and trying to teach yourself all the back end of building websites and kind of um, the search engine optimization and all kind of things like that. There's going to be mistakes along the way completely, but I guess as long as you're learning from it and pushing forward and helping it, yeah, helping yourself get going off the mistakes, then yeah, it's all good really. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of people say that, that like the mistakes are kind of as important almost as the success. Like you need to know things you've done wrong in the past especially when you're small because the you think these mistakes are big but like imagine if you were a massive brand and you made the kind of mistakes that could cost you a lot of money like yeah for sure nice i guess. to kind of try stuff out being the size that we kind of are yeah i guess there's pennies in comparison to the big boys but like yeah knowing how and when to invest the money or which designs to invest in or i guess that's all a learning curve because you don't really know until it's out there so yeah, as long as you're learning and pushing forward with it, it's, it's all good. 
Yes. Did you get any more questions? Um, what have I had? I was going to ask yourself about like how often do you kind of look into updating your suppliers or research suppliers or updating your website or just how often do you think about freshening it up and keeping things kind of fresh? Uh, I haven't. <laughs> no, um, I yeah, I've had a battle with the beer cartel Shopify thing, and I did Shopify originally, and then didn't have as much traction to begin with to warrant paying the money. So I switched yeah. to Big Cartel, and now I've started to get to the point where I'm starting to see the kind of limits of it. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking about switching back, and then that would be kind of my big refresh. Uh, and kind of similarly to what you've done, like I want to put a blog on there. I want to go back to tying in the podcast with a blog and summarizing stuff and kind of wrapping, I guess, the month up and like planning the next one and actually talking about what I'm doing. Yeah, for sure. so the um yeah the refresh I don't think I've really changed that look of my site in over a year, um but I like it like I really really enjoy the way it kind of looks it's quite yeah quite simple but it's just nice and clean like white background some of the products sit really well on it yeah I think I should definitely invest more in refreshing it because then that's what gets people coming back uh have you got one let me. The landing page thing is, I think it's quite big where you have like all the different, yeah, you got one? yeah, you've got like the um, bar across the top that cycles through all the different images. Yeah. I need to do that because then it's every time somebody comes back, it looks slightly different. It's, it's definitely more welcoming than, than how I've set mine up. So I don't know what the answer is in terms of how often. Um, I guess it's when you see when you see that you're bored with it or you, you think it's going to need tweaking. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, but like we're saying, as long as you think you're staying true to yourself and that's kind of the vision for it, then there's no real need. Yeah, exactly. The supplier thing. Um, I had, I had the same supply. Yeah. So I've got one company. Well, I started, I did a, a run of t-shirts with awesome merch. Yeah. Cause I was, you know, when you go online, you're like, where can I get? And the, like the first set I had made was through awesome merch. And then I started to look at kind of closer to home. So I started to look like where to me is there a, like someone that's going to can do screen printing. Um, and I found a brand that, or a business that kind of hadn't been going very long. So that was nice to kind of work with them. And that was uh, a robberous and they started in the same city, like in Norwich, um, so I worked with them for a bit and then they, I moved out of the city and then they ended up moving out of the city and ended up moving closer to, to them. So like ended up being like five, 10 minutes down the road. Nice. So yeah, stayed with them. They've moved away now. Uh, I still do my like screen printing with them, but I've got a different brand that's doing like a lot of the director garment stuff for me. Cool. So, but it, it, it is good. I think you do need to look at suppliers and, who's offering you the best deals and all that kind of stuff. Cause change is always good. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that's kind of a tip for anyone, isn't it? I think I was kind of more panned in because I was adamant that, you know, this is the quality that I need and this is the kind of certifications that I need on the clothing that I'm going to print on that I had to find someone that would do those. But even so there were still some that are based out of Europe that might've been a bit cheaper to get, but I can't be like 
pushing a kind of trying to keep things carbon neutral and cutting down the emissions and everything if I'm going to be flying over or sending over stock so it had to be UK based and yeah found a cool supplier up in Lancashire that are currently doing it but I guess there's always going to be yeah new options and something out there so as long as people are kind of doing their research and yeah finding the thing that's right for them that should help them yeah you're quite um you've got quite a lot of uh growth with your brand like there's quite a lot of stories you can tell which is good you've not got like push anything you could literally because you you live what your brand is there's there is so many stories and things you can and tell yeah hopefully yes i mean i've got um as long as the list has still got something to keep working on or something to keep pushing um a direction to be going then i'm definitely going to keep doing it i've definitely got a good few plans for the next few years and stuff so while the list is still going i'll keep going <laughs> see where it takes me mm, it'd be really nice to see like um i think fat face was someone i used to like i don't never bought anything from there but i always used to look at their company yeah um, and it's kind of it has that similar like vibe to it i think obviously not the, not in terms of like the designs and stuff but the whole um like i don't know what i'm trying to say uh environment like look to it yeah they're very like beach kind of vibe and everything. I get that from it. Yeah. I'm just starting to uh, read a book by um, Yvonne Chouinard. who's the guy who uh, created Patagonia. Oh, like, okay, cool. Um, he's like a legendary climber and kind of, um, yeah, kind of campaigner for climate and stuff. So what's the book called? Sorry. Uh, Let my people go surfing. Um, it's supposed to be great in terms of yeah tips for the way he's created and built Patagonia and kind of push that um, earth aware angle. So hoping to get some out of that and keep learning and keep trucking on. <laughs> Ooh, I might buy that. We were me and um, Jack were actually talking yesterday about like it's uh, there's not very many brand or business books. Like we're struggling to find some more of them. So that's definitely something I'll I'll check out and read. Yeah, for sure. Well, I guess that's where it ties back into the community as well, that everyone helping each other out and everyone sharing hints and tips and keeping each other on their toes and keeping each other active and pressing forward and all pushing on in the future together can only help. Yeah, definitely. Um, no, I'm, I'm probably going to buy that book now, actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you say it's a, it is a good read or are you through it? finished it uh, i've just started it so i'm not all the way yet um but it looks like it's going to be a good one it's uh well reviewed and everything so looking forward to getting through it awesome maybe that's an answer maybe when we get big enough we can write our own little books yeah or just a book where everyone's got their own little story and we have a little i don't know zine or whatever just everyone kind of in there with their own little blogs and stories and stuff and yeah it might be cool that would actually be really cool wouldn't it yeah, <laughs> Get I love stuff like this. I feel like with these um these podcasts, like they're obviously other people have gained from it, and I get messages from people saying like, "Oh, you know, it's it's really good. It's really nice to hear from other creatives and like brand owners and their journeys and stuff." And I feel like I genuinely get a lot from it as well. Like chatting to you has made me want to um travel the world a bit more. Um, made me a bit more like think about like the vegan side of stuff um but yeah then just all the other little bits we do and i like i make loads of notes and it's so good i think i tend to get quite a lot of, of from it 
yeah, it's definitely been helpful for me, especially on days where you might be lacking a bit, a bit in like content or because you don't want to be repeating what you're posting and just keeping things fresh and yeah, new ideas on, uh, yeah, getting everyone's stories through the uh, podcast and stuff and kind of re-energizing you to see other people hustling and keeping active and stuff and days that you are, yeah, might be having an off day or, or there's been no order or whatever. And just, yeah, having it to kick you in the ass and keep you active and keep you pushing on because, you know, everyone's in the struggle and pushing forward together. So let's do it. I think that's it. I think a lot of people don't realise what it's actually like. And there are days when you have no orders or you have no interaction. And it's trying to find that point where you continue and you push on. So hopefully everyone has the gets something from these kind of chats. Yeah, for sure. I guess especially now the world's opening back up and everyone's back to also juggling full-time jobs and uh, trying to keep it ticking at the same time. It's definitely uh, can be a whole lot going on at one time, but yeah, I guess as long as you're active with it, as long as I'm doing something every day and not stagnating and not sitting still, like we said, we've got the list to burn through. So keep going. Yeah. You've got your story to tell loads of uh, journeys and other places you've been lots. You can talk about lots of, uh, stuff that you have for your brand that you can kind of push through and encourage other people yeah well like i said if anyone needs any little hints or tips or travel tips let me know <laughs> um did you have any questions that you got that you you want to or any any subjects that you want to talk about um i don't know it's kind of what do you think in terms of like engagement obviously you've been going a couple of years longer do you think you've had more kind of organic growth or was there one thing that kind of made it explode all at once was there like a most successful thing that was engaged in or has it kind of been all organic taken through? um i think yeah i think it's mainly been all organic i've i did uh i think similar to you i had loads of i had a couple of designs in the beginning where it was like I paid, I had an idea, I paid someone to do the art and then I released it. And then that was kind of it in terms of, I didn't take credit for the art, but like, I never really said who did it. And then I had a moment where I think I just wanted to work with artists and like help promote them and do that side of it. So I think as soon as I made that switch to like, no, like let me buy a design or let's do a collaboration and then I will not stop like tagging you or promoting you. So I've built, I've tried to, uh, I guess, strengthen their following their reach. So every time I've worked with an artist, yeah, I do continually post their work or try and chat to them and that kind of thing. I think that switch has definitely helped me massively. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's kind of carving that, niche and spreading the word out there and staying true to yourself and kind of yeah knowing your vision and that's all strengthening that and kind of strengthening the community at the same time so that's awesome yeah that that was definitely the point for me that helped a lot because before it was just like oh here's i'm a i'm a brand and here's some stuff and and please kind of buy it and help me and it didn't really do anything (laughs) i think you do need that story you need that extra bit to kind of help and by me shouting about and kind of promoting these artists and forever sharing their work and appreciating them, I think that kind of helped 
people understand that I wasn't just like going to pump out designs and, and shit. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. That's there, uh, are you wanting to bring production fully in house at all? Or? Uh, I don't know. I got a screen, like a one screen press um, DIY home thing, like last Christmas, not last Christmas, the one before actually. Because uh, yeah. that was my idea. I was going to like, I think at the time I wanted to go into secondhand shops, buy like, I don't know, Nike tops, and then screen print my design over. <laughs> Just because I thought it was a really cool idea. Like I was going to have, I don't know, like the a Doom and Gloom logo or something on the screen. And I was going to buy, yeah, a Nike top or, or just anything that looked really cool. Yeah, and yeah. then buy it for 50p or whatever, take it home, obviously wash it, make sure it's all good, screen print, <laughs> on, screen print onto it, and then sell it as like a, um, I don't know, like what, a reconditioned one of one limited print. And then like, not all the money, but like a massive portion of the money pump into a charity or an organization or something. Nice. I think that's, I mean, that's something you could do as well. Cause that kind of, that ties into everything almost that you're saying with like sustainable apparel. Like that is the. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's something, yeah, I definitely want to do pushing forward, um, bringing everything in house. But when you live in a pokey ass little flat in North London, there's not really the space to do it, but no. moving on now and yeah, having plans and more space for the future. Um, it's definitely something I want to look to do. Obviously, that's only going to help with that kind of making the brand more personable and showing more of myself and kind of, yeah, getting yourself out there a bit more, being able to create more content off the back of that and show people what you're up to and where their stuff's coming from. And, you know, just these just letting people know these aren't just words. It's kind of the way we are living, the way, that, you know, we want the brand to be made. Say so we, I want the brand to be made. So, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely something. No, I really, I really love the idea of reusing clothes. I think that if done correctly could be a good way to help promote like your brand, my brand or whatever, and then do give people stuff as well. So like it would be a limited one of one that only they would ever have. And I think that whole, um, that side of like the streetwear culture is massive, isn't it? Where they almost create like fake demand or say there's going to be a limited run people go absolutely nuts for it yeah, yeah. but it's it's almost doing it the the like flipping on its head and it's a limited edition but it is a reused piece of clothing like there's certain people i think would absolutely love that yeah that's awesome i think i've got a list of like stats for sustainable fashion on one of the blogs as well and it's kind of tying in with that if you're making say print on a pair of jeans i think it says it takes like 7,000 litres of water to make one pair of jeans or like 2,700 litres of water to make one t-shirt but if you can tie that into but I'm not doing that this isn't a brand new one but I've repurposed it and made it into this new awesome thing and yeah I think shocking the people with the stats while saying this is a really awesome new product and its own individual pieces yeah an awesome idea mm. or even the cut and sew thing you could buy two pieces that have sat in a charity shop for ages cut them sew them together like make a new piece that looks cool. And then that's a, again, a limited edition one of one, like, and then yeah, helping sp spread that message of like what you said, all the stats and like, are you aware that if you were to buy this new, it would have cost this, this, and this. And there are certain people that would have suffered because of this, this, and this. I think people would really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
I guess we have to add a uh, another sewing machine to the uh, the soon-to-be home office at some point now as well. <laughs> well, at least you're moving and you're going to have more space. So Yeah, definitely. So look forward to it. Look forward to meeting some new people, new like-minded people, getting the world out there a bit more. Kind of, yeah, trying to approach some shops and eventually, hopefully, looking to do my own thing somewhere. I've uh, envisioned a bit of a pop-up um, of kind of a shop that's not just an elsewhere shop, but is pushing a lot of other independent brands and yeah only kind of pushing like-minded people and um yeah somewhere anyone can stop in where there kind of is something for everyone but it's all independent that's kind of the aim eventually love it uh have you got any other topics or talking points i've uh, like i said i've literally burned through all of my questions nice to talk too quickly yeah so right, we've been going what an hour and a half, maybe. Maybe when I edit it down, it'll be just probably like an hour and twenty minutes or something. But oh, nice. That's all good. Yeah, I think. Yeah, there seems to be a lot of like-minded people out there. So if anyone does have any questions or anything, then just hit us all up, not just myself, because I'll obviously try and help as much as I can. But being nine months in, it might be <laughs> easier to approach some other people as well. But yeah, definitely. I reckon you you probably know more than you you think you do. That's the thing. It's the power of Google and. <laughs> yeah. having just, I bought myself a new laptop because I was like, this is going to help me do it. And then had an infinite amount of tabs open. And I was like, you cannot shut this down until all these tabs are closed. So I guess I have taught myself some stuff maybe. <laughs> I think that's it. And yeah, you say you're only nine months in, but you've got such a, a strong kind of message and a strong brand that you're, you're trying to build. So I think that's awesome to see. And all the, message you, the messages you have are really big messages that obviously more people need to be aware of yeah yeah for sure so i guess it's now spreading the word a bit and yeah getting the word out there and seeing where we go with it <laughs> awesome uh do you want to wrap it up or are you i always struggle with this point like it's the conversation has gone so quickly and then now i'm like I went on your phone to your mum and she's trying to say bye for like, you're trying to get off the phone for like 10 minutes and she keeps thinking of another thing of bye, 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 all right, bye, 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 bye. Yeah. Um, nah, just thanks, man. Like, the podcast's been awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, just listening to some of the other guys, getting the hints and tips, kind of seeing other people that are in the mixer with you and trying to push on and push forward is kind of, yeah, inspirational and the hints and tips in there have been wicked. So yeah, loving it so far. So thank you. Awesome. Yeah, I always worry that that's kind of, not going to come across and it's going to be really boring for people but i guess the people that are listening to it are people that are like working in a brand or have a brand or are wanting to do their own business or artists and yeah hopefully people do actually get stuff from it yeah yeah no definitely definitely do think they will so yeah keep crushing it <laughs> <laughs> hey i got to a thousand listens i'm well well chuffed with us nuts nah, it's wicked man it's so good the uh, hopefully, uh hopefully yeah. this isn't bottom of the list but we'll see how we go <laughs> no it's fine I'm, I'm averaging about 33 listens per episode so nice i'm gonna message 34 people right now <laughs> it's a good way to network as well like because obviously i post about it share it and then like you've shared it you've talked about okay. it you might gain some people from my side i might gain some from your side it's just this the network inside of it is, is massive i think and it's it's so good yeah for sure and like you said there seems to be a lot of kind of 
like-minded people and brands out there so i think the list of people to chat to will keep you going and kind of any people that you might have heard of or other brands might not have heard of that you can hit up to have on it as well be wicked that's it and everyone i've had on has been super nice so yeah literally like you said you're you're there you've got resources available i think everyone has has kind of hinted that they're there open for any talk and chat so anyone i've had on can literally just be contacted and you drop in and ask them a question yeah yeah for sure awesome well thanks for coming on it's been awesome chatting to you um be nice to have you on i don't know towards the end of the year or something um just talk again see like where you're at what you've done what's worked well what hasn't kind of if you've changed anything or if you've moved somewhere abroad in that time (laughs) (laughs) yeah man definitely i mean the plans are there so hopefully it keeps evolving and keeps trucking on and taking forward but yeah hopefully being a pretty decent place by the end of the year not that i'm not now but have furthered it i'll say awesome yeah we'll uh wrap it up there thanks for coming on it's it's been awesome cool thank you so much man thanks for having me speak to you later yes have a good day